In today's episode, I'm going to talk about three things you guys should be watching for in tonight's second of back-to-back games against the Denver Nuggets for the Detroit Pistons. And also, I answer some of the questions that you guys sent in for a quick edition of the mailbag on today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. We're nearing 1,400 subscribers. I believe we're just eight subscribers away. So if you haven't already, go over there. Help us get to that 1,400 mark. Again, our goal is going to be 2,000 subscribers of some time in the near future, like two and a half months maybe. I'll pin down a date soon uh, for that goal. But if you haven't already, head over to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, help us get to 1,400 subscribers. Uh, And on today's episode, man, like I said, for the second and third segment, I'm going to be answering a lot of you guys' questions. Uh, I was able to ask some of you guys to send in some questions last second, uh, last night before I recorded this, and a lot of you guys sent in some. So I'll spend that time answering some questions from you guys that you guys did send in. But before we get into all that, I want to talk about three things that you should be looking forward to watching in tonight's game of the second of back-to-back games against the Denver Nuggets for the Detroit Pistons. The first one was at Denver. This one will be at Little Caesars Arena. So what should you guys be watching for specifically? I'm sure there's a lot of things you guys are watching for, depending on who you're a fan of, who you like most on the team. You're probably watching for all kinds of different things. But I'll give you guys three things that I'm looking forward to watching. First up, I'm interested in seeing if the Detroit Pistons keep up their competitive level against the Denver Nuggets. If you remember last game, the Nuggets were able to build out to a double-digit lead there in the third quarter, but the Pistons kept the game close from start to finish, really. In the fourth quarter, they really cut it down real close as well, really took that double-digit lead and cut it down to about two or four points. It was a really nice game from the Detroit Pistons. They had contributions from literally everyone. They had contributions from Cade. They had contributions from Isaiah Stewart, who may have had, if you listened to the last podcast, was one of his, if not the best game of his season thus far. You had Corey Joseph who came out there and dropped 18 points. You had Trey Lyles who went out there and contributed. You had uh, Sadiq and Hamdu did their thing. You had Killian off the bench who contributed. It was literally just an overall team effort in that game. You had contributions literally from starters, from benches, all around. And the Pistons put out what may be their best performance of the year. They have now, I think, three of those that we've talked about possibly being their best performance of the year in this past month where they have played, I guess you could say, a little bit better. If you look at their record, it's decent. It's about 500. But then if you look at their net rating, it's, it still shows of them being a bad team. It's because for the past month, they've been just sitting there either winning games. If they don't win a game, they get blown up by 30. It wasn't the case this last game against Denver, but before then, you do the Pistons won a game or they get embarrassed by 30 points. And so it's just like it, it was really weird. It's, it, it's, it's weird to kind of try to like – calculate is this team really getting better or is it just you know it's getting some lucky days off a lucky days of beating a team because then they go out the next night end up like losing by 30 so but anyways that's what i'm looking for that's one of the things i'm looking forward to can the pistons keep it competitive against one of the better teams in the nba and one of the best players in the entire nba last year's mvp Nikola Jokic? can they keep it close here can they possibly pull out a win that would be cool but overall just keep it close keep it competitive have your starters playing deep into the fourth quarter because it's actually a close game not your bench players running the entire fourth quarter out because it's so much of a blot. Your starters aren't even playing. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. That's what I'm going to watch 
for the entirety of this game, just seeing if the Pistons can keep it close. Next thing I want to watch for is can Isaiah Stewart string along a couple games in a row of how he played last game? Now, he's probably going to go against the same type of look. He's going against the same player. So the looks that he got last game will likely be open in this game. I'm talking about the mid-range pull-up that he can take. Uh, Those shots will be open for him tonight. I think it will be open for him throughout the season. But specifically tonight against the same opponent, is he going to be able to have that same kind of effect that he had in the first game against the Denver Nuggets where not only was he really doing his thing and hitting those shots, he hit one three. I'm not really worried about the three-point shooting, but he did hit two mid-range shots. I'd like to see him hit those, but he also contributed defensively. Him and Jokic were seriously battling underneath. Jokic is going to get his. Jokic is a great player. He's one of the best players, one of the best centers ever. He's incredible. He's going to get his. But Isaiah Stewart was really making him work. He was really battling, getting physical with him down low. And it showed by the fact that he fouled out of this game. Now, you probably would not like to see him foul out again this game. However, the point is, I'd like to see if he remains physical with Nikola Jokic. Is he able to keep pushing him, keep being physical with him, and keep you know ma- making him get his buckets the hard way? And then offensively, is he going to be able to rush down the court like we talked about in the last episode with Bryce? Is he going to be able to rush down the court transition-wise, beat Jokic on the floor and get – position underneath the basket like he did early in the first quarter with back-to-back buckets. Is he going to be confident enough to take that mid-range shot that teams just keep daring him to do and Jokic is going to give him? Is he going to be able to, you know, continue that physicality on the boards and defensively, all those things? Is he going to be able to string together back-to-back good games is what I'm going to be watching for from Stewart tonight. I think that's one of the main things that should be watching because last game he really did play well. Now we find out, was that just a one-off or can he start stringing some of these back-to-back-to-back? It's going to be interesting to see. And obviously the final thing, and I think everyone's going to be watching for this, what is the Pistons' decision with Killian Hayes? Killian Hayes is coming back from a hip injury in his first game back. They brought him off the bench. They could be – I know he was on a minutes restriction last game. He could be on a minutes restriction tonight. We haven't heard any words about that. We haven't heard whether they're going to start him. We don't know if he's still limited right now. We don't know any of that. But the Pistons did bring him off the bench last game. He played well off the bench. He played more – he basically looked like the same player he has all season, but – it was accepted by a lot more people because it was instead of off the bench kind of performance. And I, for me, that's a little bit confusing. But either way, what I'm going to be watching for is what does Dwayne Casey decide to do with Killing Hayes? Is the bench unit, is bringing him off the bench his new normal now? Is he going to continue to bring him off the bench? Is he going to put him back into the starting lineup? How he's going to use Killing Hayes? This past game, Killian Hayes got much more pick and roll usage and was given the keys to the offense for large chunks of the second quarter and the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth, I believe as well. So he was able to get a loud run where he had the ball in his hands and he looked a little bit better doing so. Is he going to continue to use him like that in the fourth quarter? Him and Cade and Killian played a large chunk of that fourth quarter. They closed with those two guys. Killian came in. Uh, he was already in the game for the beginning of the fourth quarter. He was taken out and then played like, I believe, the last six minutes of the fourth quarter. Is he going to keep that same type of rotation? Is he going to stagger Cade and Killian like he did that last game? What's the lamps he's going to use? He did put uh, Killian out, like I said, with the majority bench lineup, let him run the offense. And as he took the bench players out, he kept Killian out there and let him run with the stars a little bit for like the next three minutes and brought Corey in. How is he going to handle that rotation? How is Killian Hayes going to be used? And is this his new normal? Now, again, he could be still limited. He could come off the bench this game and end up going back to the starting lineup next game. However, I just think it's going to be interesting to see, unless we hear beforehand that he is limited or restricted, what they're going to decide to do with Killian Hayes. Is he going to continue to become off the bench now, or is he going to start? How are they going to use him off the bench? How are they going to do the rotations now? What lineups will he play with? Is he going to still close the game like he did last game? All those kind of things, all that kind of stuff is what I'm going to be watching for in this game, in the second game of back-to-back games 
against the Denver Nuggets. When we come back, we're going to answer some of your guys' questions. Let me know some things you guys are watching for in this game against the Denver Nuggets in the comment section down below if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, tweet me. What are you guys looking forward to watching in tonight's game against the Denver Nuggets? Before we get into any of you guys' questions that you guys sent in, though, I got to let you guys know about some of our sponsors. First up, let me tell you guys a little bit about Price Picks. Pistons fans, you've been hearing me tell you about Price Picks for months. Have you signed up yet? If you haven't, now is the perfect time. For a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. But all you have to do is use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans only who use code NBA. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, and all more. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus projected numbers. I recently placed a flex play entry with an over on Matthew Stafford's passing yards in the last playoff game and an under on Kay Cunningham's points, and unfortunately, I lost that one. But hopefully, I win it next time. Price Picks, like I said, allows more mixed sports entries like I just did. I bet the over on Matthew Stafford, who's a football player, and the under on Kay Cunningham, who's a basketball player. You can do mixed sports entries in this. It's so cool. Use the award, award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Price Picks is safe, and it offers fast withdrawals. So go to pricepicks.com today or go to your App Store and download the app. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button over at the YouTube channel on Lockdown Pistons. I really appreciate it. If you listen to us in the podcast version, the best way to support the podcast is just to simply go over there and hit that subscribe button. Even if you don't want to watch the videos over there, best way to support is hit the subscribe button over there. And if you're watching this on YouTube, there's plenty of you guys out there who have not already hit the subscribe button, but yet you watch the videos all the time, hit that subscribe button down below. What you waiting for? Go ahead and do that. Social support. Show that we have the best fan base at the Lockdown Network. I'd really appreciate it. Let's hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. So, what's the podcast? We're going to answer some of you guys' questions that you guys sent in. Again, it was a little bit of last second. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, was, I have recorded two podcasts today. I recorded Mondays today. And now, now I'm recording uh, Tuesdays in the same night. Because if you guys remember, I told you guys that we were going to go back to our schedule uh, in the morning releases. But on Sunday night, I wasn't able to get into the studio because we had other people in there. So Monday's episode came out late. So I had to record Monday and Tuesdays in the same day. So I kind of ran low on things I wanted to talk about. I talked about a lot of what I want to talk about on Mondays. So I asked you guys, for some questions and a lot of you guys delivered. So I really appreciate it. Um, we have some fun questions. We'll save the fun questions to the end. Cause they don't really have anything to do with the Pistons, but we'll get the Pistons questions out the way first. So this one comes from YouTube in the comment section It's from Marvin Tolbert. It says, I noticed the Pistons usually come out of the blue with a value trade, like the bull bull attempt. Do you think we could see another deal like that for Jackson Hayes from the Pelicans? What do you think about Jackson Hayes as a rim protector defender and possibly fit with our roster? Um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Pistons pull a trade off 
like you mentioned, with like a bull bull type of trade, a low key value trade where the Pistons improve on the margins, take a high risk on a player with high potential that maybe hasn't worked out yet. Something like that. I wouldn't be shocked if they do that. Maybe trade Corey Joseph, Troy Lyles, uh, Josh Jackson. And also another name that I'd watch out for. I don't I don't know if he's going to get traded. I, I, I would bet my money that he wouldn't. But I'd just keep an eye on Hamadou Diallo. He could possibly be traded. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if one of those low-key trades happen along with the Jeremy Grant trade. That's eventually going to happen. Uh, with Jackson Hayes, I think Jackson Hayes is already ruled out. I think I think it's completely done with. Uh, some news came out, excuse me, about some of his criminal uh, or something that happened last summer with uh, an incident with the police and his girlfriend. Uh, some domestic abuse, uh, domestic violence kind of thing. Uh, he was drunk, got into it with some police. I don't know all everything about it. I, I, I'm not too work. I like. I'm not too invested in all that. I saw about it, so I think that probably keeps him off the radar for now. Uh, I, I would assume that probably keeps him off the radar for the Pistons for the foreseeable future. Uh, unless something else happens, uh, I, I doubt that Jackson Hayes is of interest with the Pistons because of all that. They probably don't want to take that kind of thing on. Uh, and he, that, that's all I'm going to say on, on that. Jackson Hayes is a player. Uh, he's not a very good de- defender right now. He likes to jump at everything. I do like his skill set, though. He's extremely bouncy, a pick-and-roll lob threat. I absolutely want one of those, and he has potential. He has a lot of potential. He just has to work through things that he hasn't been able to work through yet and improve in multiple areas defensively. I'm interested in him as a player, but the stuff that happened off the court, I, I think that rules him off for the Pistons. I think they will just go another direction that doesn't have that off-the-court stuff, and if they do make a trade like that, I don't I don't think they take on Jackson Hayes. I wouldn't be surprised if Jackson Hayes does move, or the Pelicans do move Jackson Hayes. I just, I just don't think it's probably going to be the Pistons. I could be wrong, though. So that's my thoughts on Jackson Hayes. Again, the player, the type of player, I appreciate it. I I, I like it. I'd be interested in it, if not for that off-the-court stuff I saw today uh, as you asked that question. It's kind of weird you asked that question the day of. It, it came off, like, right after you commented, but I saw it. Uh, so I don't know if that's what provoked your, your question or not, but definitely interesting. Uh, next question is going to be from <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Next question will be from – my at my pistons on twitter he says provide up to five current piston players you think would be gone by the trade deadline weigh them in order from one to ten ten being most likely to be traded what players would you like to see in return headed back so i'm gonna spoil a little something coming up on the podcast this week i am currently in talks and trying i think we're gonna eventually get it happening either on the next episode or sometime by the end of the week i'm gonna try to get locked on king's host matt george on the podcast to talk about possibly going after rashawn holmes uh, and Marvin Bagley, what kind of players they are. He can give a little bit more analysis on what they are. He watches them every day, what the Kings could possibly be looking forward in return, what kind of trade package would look good for them from the Pistons side, etc. So that episode should be coming to you guys at some point by the end of the week if we can work out the time. People over there in L.A., they're three hours behind me, so it's like it's hard figuring out the times, but we plan on trying to get it worked out by the end of the week, so stay tuned for that. So those are two guys, obviously. That was the overall point of me saying that. That's That's two guys right there that I would be interested in if I was the Detroit Pistons. Now, up to five players I think will be traded or could be traded this deadline. Obviously, Jeremy Grant, I'm at a 10 right now. He's going to be traded. I seriously, all of you guys listening to this on YouTube, on podcasts, whatever, you guys can record this, write this down, and like bookmark it, whatever you want. If Jeremy Grant's not traded, I'll have to do something for the podcast. Like After the trade deadline, if he's still on the Pistons, you guys are going to have to make me do something. Like, I, I, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to give you guys any ideas, though. I'm definitely not going to try to help you guys out and try to make my life hell. But if he is still on the roster after the trade deadline, you guys, I'll give, I'll put like a poll out or something. You guys will have to vote on like 
who has to do this or go through that or something. Cause I, that's how confident I am that he's going to be traded. Um, I don't think the Pistons are going to keep him past the trade. deadline. I'd be shocked if he even wears a Pistons Jersey again, uh, it's looking more and more likely that that could happen, but I personally would be shocked if he does wear a Pistons Jersey again before he gets traded. Uh, so Jeremy Grant is at absolute 10. And last thing I'll say about Jeremy Grant, I'll simply say this. You guys can take this what you want. The Pistons are going to get what they want for him. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say to you guys. You guys take that for what you guys want. When, If and when the Pistons trade Jeremy Grant, it will not be them taking some low ball offer. I can promise you guys, take it for what you want. They will get exactly what they want for Jeremy Grant. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm going to say. You guys can take that for what you want. Anyways, next player I would say I would put on the likeliness to be traded. I'd put... Uh, I put Josh Jackson. I think Josh Jackson is at like a. See, it goes from like Jeremy Grant at a ten. And I think the next player that likely to be traded would like drop down to a five. You know, I don't know if the Pistons are going to have like multiple moves in them. I don't. I don't think they're going to do that. I, I'm. I'm just not sure. So, if it, absolute likely Jeremy Grant gets traded, then you immediately drop down to eh, he he might get traded. Uh, Josh Jackson, I'm at like a five or six. He just isn't in the rotation. He doesn't fit with what's going on. He's a Detroit kid. We all love Josh Jackson because he's a Detroit kid, but he just hasn't shown the improvements that you want to see. Honestly, I feel like he's kind of taking a step backwards because last season I thought it was actually a really nice season from him. I was excited to see what he would do this year, and he's kind of taking a step back this year. I, I, I just don't see him fitting right now with the Pistons, the Pistons rotation. He's been the odd man out a lot of the times, uh, especially with the way Hamadou Diallo has been playing. He's just been really bumped out the lineup. Uh, and I think Josh is, is is one of those likely players to be traded outside of Jeremy Grant. Uh, next, I would put Corey Joseph at like a five or a four. Uh, I think Corey Joseph is playing decently well for the Pistons to where a contender would take pick him up as like a backup point guard, and he would probably serve fine for a contender as a backup point guard. You guys remember in the offseason, I said, I don't know why he didn't sign with the contender because I thought he was good enough and played well enough for the Pistons last year where he would be able to go and be a backup for a contender somewhere. But the Pistons paid him. So makes sense in that front. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they were able to flip uh, Corey Joseph to a contender that needed a backup point guard. Uh, but I have him as like a 504. Trey Lyles, I also have a, like around a 504. Uh, I, I think he would be another person likely to be Trey. He's played actually, according to his standards and what people thought about him heading into the season, he's outperformed those standards and he's played well considering that. Uh, he probably would fit better with a contender that needs some scoring off the bench, a guy who's just going to come in and get buckets get, and not look to pass ever, not play the greatest defense, but definitely go in and definitely get the shots up, be a shot chucker, volume shooter. Someone wants that, and it's, it's going to be able to score like every few nights. He'll randomly just drop 15 to 20 points because he gets hot. I think a team could be interested in that at the, at the backup four or backup five spot for them if you want to go small ball. Uh, so Trey Lyle, so right now we got Jimmy Grant, Josh Jackson, Corey Joseph, Trey Lyles, uh, and then I'll, I'll go with a little. I'll, I'll go with the with, with the spicy one. My fifth one would be Hamdu Diallo, and this is only why I put Hamdu at like a three. He could. It's very well that Hamdu Diallo could be a part of the Pistons' future. Actually, I think it's likely that that's the case. However, he's playing really well after that earlier confrontation with Dwayne Casey. He's playing extremely well, and while he's, I think he could be a part of the future. He's not one of those players where I think he's absolutely like core piece, hard and stone. You don't shop him. If his values are high right now and the Pistons feel like they could get something for him while his value is high again, I wouldn't be shocked if they flip him and, and try to get something for him at the deadline. 
uh, especially with the draft coming up and all this cap space and the they may want to go a different route, get some added spacing into the starting lineup or, you know, something like that. And you know how they've done right by him to Diallo, giving him time to show that he's a good player, maybe send him somewhere where he would fit a little bit more after this season. Cause I, I, I don't know if Hamdu Diallo in the starting lineup is something that the Pistons are interested in long-term with the spacing issues. So it very, I believe that he probably is a part of the future as a backup, some a backup for the Pistons. Maybe, maybe as a starter, if he gets like a lot better, but they got Kay Cunningham. Now they're got their sights set on a, on a lot of higher things that Pistons fans probably didn't have their uh, eyes set on before they drafted Cade. So I, I would just keep my eye out for Hamdu Diallo. I don't think it's likely. I don't even think it's above 50%. I, like I like I said, I'm like a two or a three on that. But he's one of those spicy ones that I, I would just keep an eye out that I think could possibly be traded if the right offer would came across. Um, and then this last one, this last question is from Leggy Sports Detroit. Who is the perfect veteran PG for our young guards? Like who would be the best mentor to help our young guys develop? I'm thinking D Rose, quote unquote, I miss him, or a Rondo type. So this is a, this is a guy that I'd like to see the Pistons if they had him. If I could pick one person to be a veteran for them. Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio, I think, would be great for Killian Hayes. Uh, I don't – the thing is, is that I don't think that him and, and Killian are exactly alike. I don't really love the comparison completely. But definitely some of the things that Ricky Rubio had to figure out and has figured out and was playing really well for the Cavaliers this year, he has the same type of mentality as Killian. He's been in the league for a long time. He's a, he's a legit good player in the NBA. Uh, I think he would do wonders for Killian Hayes and give him confidence and help him te- learn the ropes and all that. They kind of play similar ways. He'd be able to help him with the, the somewhat of a lack of athleticism, even though we've seen that Killian has much more athleticism than Ricky Rubio. He's much stronger. He's much taller, all those kind of things. Again, I don't think the comparison is is great, but I do think they do a lot of the things that Ricky Rubio struggled with is along the same things that Killian Hayes has struggled with. I think Ricky Rubio would do a great job in helping him learn the ropes and teaching him. I, that would be the, my perfect veteran point guard. If I could pick one point guard to bring to this team, it would be Ricky Rubio in absolute heartbeat. And I think he's a good player. I think he would actually help the Pistons win some games. Uh, I like Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio is a nice player. He was really helping the Cleveland Cavaliers this year before he got that injury. Um, but we'll cap up this segment right there. When we come back, we'll answer even more of some of your guys' questions. These questions are going to be more fun that you guys asked. Um, but that's before or after we talk about one of our sponsors, Benaline. AG. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for the 2022 season. New year and new update desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Again, check out their new update desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, go check out the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. It's the best way to support the podcast. We're nearing 1,400 subscribers. We're probably going to hit it today. That's my thought. We're about eight. I think we're eight subscribers away. I think we're going to hit it today. So I need your guys' help, obviously, to get there. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. Um, and, yeah, let's go ahead and answer some more of your guys' questions real quick. Um, this one is more of a fun one right here. 
if this one was asked from at Fro Jackson for Prez on Twitter, if the Detroit Pistons didn't exist, who would be your team in the NBA? This is a fun question right here. Because I have a lot of favorite players I love watching. Um, you know, people are going to hate me for saying this because I, I, I really like the Bulls and I've always liked the Bulls because Derrick Rose was my favorite player growing up. And growing up, the Pistons and Bulls didn't have that rivalry still. So I, I didn't grow up on that rivalry. So people always get mad when I say that. But I really like the Bulls. I, I, I root for the Bulls ever since, like I said, Derrick Rose was drafted there because he was my favorite player growing up. So the Bulls is one of them. Golden State Warriors, I absolutely love Steph Curry. Steph Curry is one of my favorite players in the entire NBA. Maybe my favorite player right now in the NBA. He's been like that for a while. I love watching Steph play. So Steph's one of them. Um, another team that I really like to watch and cheer for is the, excuse me, is the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, you guys will remember a few weeks ago when the Pistons played them, I said that they were absolutely out there just embarrassing the Pistons because of all the trash talk they were doing and how they were playing. Uh, when it's not against your team, it's very fun to watch. When it's against your team, you feel like dying inside. Trust me, I, I know. Against your team, you literally feel like crying and grabbing some tissues and begging them to stop. But against any other team, it's a lot of fun to watch. So I really enjoy the Hornets as well. Uh, so those are those are some teams that I'd root for if I wasn't a Pistons fan. Those would be some of the teams: Charlotte, uh, Golden State, Chicago, and also I really like I, I enjoy watching. You know, I'm not going to put them on the list, but I do enjoy watching the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I'm not going to put them on the list because I'm not like a big fan of theirs, but I do enjoy watching them play. They they're a really good basketball team, obviously. So, but the three teams I would say: Golden State, Chicago. And the Charlotte Hornets, those are my three picks. If I was not a Pistons fan, those would be some teams I would be rooting for and watching all the time. Uh, so there you go with that. Next question. Let's go ahead and bring it up. Where is it? Uh, this one actually is more of a Pistons question. It's from Love My Country uh, at My Pistons. Again, another question from him. Do you think we will see much of Chris Smith or Livers this year still? Where do you see them at the end of the season? I don't think we'll see much of them at all this season. Uh, Livers is – I don't know what the deal is with Livers. We haven't really heard anything. He played for a second and then, like, hasn't suited up since. We haven't even really heard anything about it. It's not like we were, Dwayne Casey said anything about him. We've gotten any like PR emails or anything. I haven't got any of those. So we don't even really know what's going on with Isaiah Livers. I, I wouldn't expect to see either of them, though. Um, I think you guys will see them in the Southern League, and then we'll see a lot of them in the G League if they can. I know you've already seen a lot of Chris Smith in the G League. I know he had that one highlight uh, a few days ago uh, when he crossed dude on, on a step-back jumper. Uh, but, yeah, I, I expect that you guys will see them in the G League a lot. Not much for the Pistons this year. See them in the summer league, and then maybe next year. But I, to be honest, I, I doubt either of them. Uh, you see them neither of them in a Pistons jersey a lot moving forward, uh, especially with a big offseason coming up. I, I don't know if that happens. Um, but yeah, next question we got from Rob Fritz. This is another fun question right here. You can only eat fast food for the day. For the for the day, where are you going for for each meal? Meal. Here's the three answers I got for you. For breakfast, I'm getting the McDonald's breakfast. I absolutely love the McDonald's breakfast. I'll say it again. I just McDonald's breakfast. I got this morning, the morning of me recording this. It's it's the real deal, man. Real deal. The second one, uh, for lunch, <laughs> I would get Subway because he said Subway would count because anything with the drive-thru, he said. So lunch, I would get Subway. And then dinner, you guys, I don't care what you guys say. I'm counting five guys. I'm getting five guys for dinner. I'm counting that as a as a fast food place because he said, it. I I believe there's five guys before with the drive through. I may be wrong about that, but either way, I'm counting five guys. I don't think people call that a restaurant like a, a legit restaurant. You go in and sit down at like that that kind of thing, not like Applebee's or something. 
I, I don't think they count that. So I'm counting five guys as the dinner I would have. Um, but yeah, I think that's all the questions that we got for today. Just real quick, I'll go and check to see if you guys asked any questions while I was recording this, just to give you guys a, a fair chance here. Uh, let me go check it out the channel. I did give I didn't give you guys much a much of a you know a long time to to look in and ask some questions. Oh yeah, we got one more question here from one of you guys, and then we'll wrap up the podcast. I just want to make sure. I've been recording for about 30 minutes. I just wanted to see if any of you guys had gotten any last-second questions. I didn't want to screw you guys over. You leave someone out. I do that a lot lately, so I want to make sure I get all of you guys' questions. This one is on the YouTube channel. It's Nick Eddy. He says, if Grant comes back to play for the Pistons, will he ruin a little bit of the flow they have created without him? Before his injury, he was very ball-stopping and watched me work. Will Bay go back to what he was with Grant or be able to continue his play better even at the three? Uh, this kind of goes back to what I said earlier in the podcast. I do not expect – Jeremy Grant to suit up again for the Pistons. I would be shocked if he wore a Pistons jersey again. Uh, and if he did, I do think that it would kind of mess up what the Pistons have going on. You are completely right. He was a ball stopper in the lineup. Uh, his isolation, there was numbers that I was throwing out earlier in the season when he was playing. I saw a couple of them throughout the year by him ranking towards the top in isolation attempts and isolation usage. And then the lower damn near the bottom, like 10, I believe it was, in isolation percentage. He was soaking up a ton of possessions, ball stopping, and not doing a great job with those possessions. Uh, and definitely the ball did not move as well as it did since he's been out. Uh, so I, I do think he probably would cause a little bit of an issue there. And I do think that he would probably cause an issue with Sadiq Bay. I think we've clearly seen that Sadiq Bay is better at the four. He's operated better with Jeremy Grant out the lineup. I, I do think that that's very clear. So, But, again, I want to make sure I'm clear. I don't think that we're going to see Jeremy Grant in a Pistons jersey again. That's just – that's my opinion. That's my prediction. We won't see him again. And like I said, if he ends up on the Pistons after the trade deadline, I'll put a poll out and you guys can tweet anything at me that you guys want me to do. And we'll see what gets the most bat, uh, votes tallied up and I'll have to do it. That's how confident I am that he's going to get traded again. Take that for what you will. But that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. Make sure you guys make Lockdown Bets your second listen of every single day, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Host your buy, your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your podcast platforms. Again, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Comment down below what you guys think, what you guys are looking forward to in tonight's game, what you guys think is going to happen at the trade deadline. If you're not watching this on YouTube, tweet it at me. I love interacting with all you guys. Again. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Stay safe out there. Go Pistons tonight. Have fun. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out, everybody.